with it. There's the throw to first, and the ball game is over. The season is over. As the crowd is just breaking, the Giants running. The entire crowd is just breaking for the clubhouse. They're just pouring pell-mell, and this is a scene you'll never forget. We're going to quickly give you the totals and take you out to the clubhouse for the Pirates, nine runs, 17 hits, no errors, and eight men left on base. For the Giants, one run, six hits, no errors, and three men left on base. Now we take you to the clubhouse and Russ Hodges. To obey the rule today about no spectators on the field. Now, as you see the shot from the uh, grandstand, you can uh, also see the Giants coming in from that direction. We're in the Giants clubhouse, ladies and gentlemen. There have been uh, many great celebrations in the Giant clubhouse as they have uh, had many victory celebrations here. I recall a couple of great celebrations in 1951 and 1954. In 54, particularly celebrating the fact that the Giants won the World Series. Well, this one today is something of a going-away party, as we will sound out uh, manager Bill Rigney and uh, various members of the Giants and some of the old-timers here today about how they feel about the fact that the last baseball game has been played at the Polo Grounds. I'm standing right under a very impressive picture, incidentally, of the 1944 Giants, the team of 1944. And that brings uh, out a lot of memories also with uh, such players as Billy Jurgis, manager Mel Ott, coach Adolph Lukey, uh, also Buddy Kerr, who is here today, Joe Medwick, Bill Weintraub, and others. And off to my right, I think we might be able to get just one little pan shot of the picture that is up over the door, the New York Giants of 1942. And this clubhouse which has housed the New York Giants for 1946, is festooned with memories of uh, the great ball players of the present and the past. The fans have all come right out to the uh, center field entrance to the polo grounds and are standing there yelling, stay team, stay. Now you see those monuments there, and there's been some question in the minds of the fans as to what disposition will be made of those monuments. Well, at least two that we know of, the Eddie Grant Memorial for uh, the uh, first member of the New York Giants to give his life in World War I will be uh, donated to the uh, Eddie Grant uh, Memorial Post to the American Legion. And also the one to Mayor Jimmy Walker will be hanging in uh, solemn splendor in the uh, restaurant of Toots Shore. Now let's enter the office of manager Bill Rigney. Bill is sitting at his desk and naturally he has moved a little bit by the fact that the fans are all congregating around the clubhouse. Bill, how does it feel, since this is where you started your big league career, to uh, be leaving the polo grounds? Well, uh, Russ, it's a very sad day. Uh, I feel very strong about this right now. Uh, a lot of memories here, a lot of heartache, and a lot of wonderful games, and a lot of uh, things I know we'll never forget. And speaking not only for myself, but for our players, I know we're tickled to death the way the fans have stayed with us. We're sorry we're leaving. We're looking forward to a new year and a new city, but this is one place we'll never forget. I don't see how anyone could forget this polo grounds after they'd been at it even only one time, Bill. We know that the Giants were hurt badly in 1957 with the, the fact that so many of the players owed service to Uncle Sam and will be getting 
Some of those back in 58 and all of them back in 59. Have uh, you and the Giant management any plans for uh, some changes that will help the Giants' sixth-place finish when they're known as the San Francisco Giants? Well, we sure hope to, Russ. We sure hope that we can maybe make a trade. Uh, if we have to give up five or six to get one good player, I think we'll go ahead and do it. We're going to look forward to give San Francisco the best possible club that we can. And uh, in our farm system, there are a couple of players we have in mind we think could help us. And naturally, when Uncle Sam releases Brant, White, Kirkland, Wagner, and Fitzgerald, I think those four or five players could make a great difference in the Giants in 1959 and 1960. Then we get Paul Giel back next year. Then we get Paul Giel back, too, Russ. And uh, I think we're going to be all right. I think in about another year or so, our club will be a contender and will remain a contender for many years. So that the New York Giant fans will be able to be proud of the San Francisco Giants. They certainly will, just as proud as they were when we were New York Giants right here. Thank you, Bill Rigney, and have a nice winter for yourself, and we'll see you later. Now, gentlemen and ladies, back into the other room where we are going to be able to interview some of the uh, old-timers who are here today. And this is going to be uh, quite a pleasure as we're getting our camera organized, as you can see. The fans putting on this wonderful demonstration that uh, they want the Giants to stay in New York. They, we're out in the center field clubhouse. As you can see, the sign 483 feet away from home plate. And getting our camera ready now for the first of our interviews. And this is a fellow that, uh, well, the old-time Giant fans will certainly remember him well, and most of the modern fans to a certain extent, because Hans Lobert has always been a great gentleman, a great booster of the national pastime. The only fellow that I ever know that outran a racehorse, too. <laughs> but, Hans, that's beside the point today. How do you feel about the fact that they're closing up shop at the post? Well, I want to tell you, it was a very sad day for me, not only to see the Giants leave here, uh, Russ, but I mean to see our Giants beaten today. That was the worst part of it. Now, I know how Horace... Horace doesn't want to leave New York. I know that. And I know all the fans here in New York, they don't want to see the Giants leave. And we all, I mean all the old-timers, they've been so nice to us around here in New York. And I'm telling you, it's an awful sad day for every one of us around here. I think Russell, we all feel oh, about the same I know, well, I know that's, the way, that's the way I feel. Let's get a chance now to talk to uh, some of our... Uh, Old-timers who came to see us today. Russ? Yes, it is. How are Larry, you? how are you? It's good to see you. Pretty good. How are you? Thanks for coming yeah, down. Yeah, so are you. You get me here when I was here at the Old-timers game. That's right. And yeah. it was uh, a wonderful thing to have you back down again today. How do you feel about it, Larry? Very nice. I'm sorry to see the old Giants go. I know you are. Yeah. Well, I know your fans would like to know about the condition of your health. How are you feeling in general? Well, fair. In other words, you got to take it easy. I do. But you look just as good or better than you did in 1951 when yeah. we had the Old Timers Day. I have to stay in Saranac the rest of my life. Well, Larry, that's all right. Yeah. You you look good. You yeah. got a good color, yeah. and uh, you look like you could still play some outfield or infield or yeah. run hit that ball. Fair, not so, not so good though. Russ. Who's that gentleman next to you yeah. over there, Larry? Red Murray. Red, we got to talk to him. Another giant player of former vintage, Red Murray. Yeah. Red, uh, when did you uh, wind up your playing career here with the uh, New York Giants? 1917. We all went in the service and the war. And how long has it been since you've been back to see the Giants play? Well, I come down occasionally to see them. Uh, Where is home now? Elmire, New York. Elmire? Yeah. Well, that's Bob Delaney's hometown, yeah, so that's right. his mother and dad still live there. Yeah, they do. Well, uh, Red, it certainly was wonderful for you to come down and honor the Giants. 
on their uh, going away party. Oh, and, uh, I'm glad to be here. Have a long I, I, life and a real healthy yeah, one. Thank you. Now, standing behind these gentlemen, we've got uh, a couple of players from the uh, giant vintage of very recent days. Uh, first, uh, here is Sid Gordon, and then uh, Buddy Kerr. Now, Buddy, we understand that uh, you're still in baseball and managing. Am I right in saying yes, that? Yes, I am, Russ. I spent this past summer down in Selma, Alabama, in the Alabama, Florida League. Gets hot down there, doesn't it? Very hot, especially with the type of club we had. This Have time. you uh, got any boys that we might be seeing in the big leagues before too long? Well, I had one last year named Philippa Lou, who I think you might have heard about. He said, well, he they had him in Springfield for a right, while. Right, right, right. And uh, I think that in a, a few years, not more than two or three, that he might be up to help the Giants. Got the speed and the down. arm and the bat. Yeah, he has everything, yes. Right. Well, buddy, I know that this was your first big league club. You spent most of your big league career here. Does it give you a tug to know that the Giants are leaving town? Well, it's kind of hard to come back here in the Giant clubhouse. It's the first time I've been in the clubhouse since I left the Braves. It's very hard coming back uh, to see the Giants leave town and go out to Frisco, but I'm sure that's something that has to be done. That's right. Uh, after all, the parking situation and all makes it right. almost imperative. Sid Gordon, of course, who needs no introduction, looks like he could still go out there and swing the bat. When, Sid, when did you hang it up definitely? Uh, last year, about the middle of the season, I found that it was getting a little too tough to play, so I decided to quit while I had all my faculties about me. And what line of business you in now, sir? Well, we're in the manufacturing of cellophane and polyethylene. I'm with a company up in Yonkers and enjoying it very much so far. Are you able to keep your finger into athletics at all? Well, I'm like everybody else right now. I'm just a baseball fan, and uh, I've enjoyed seeing the Giants play this year, and I'm terribly sorry to see them go. I tell you this, from a real fan and from an ex-ball player's point of view, I'm really, I feel terrible seeing them leave. Well, I think you're just voicing the sentiments of most of us, and particularly those fans who are lined up outside and refused to quit at the present time. That's right. They surely are. They're well, out Sid, there. Good luck. You gave us many and many a thrill. Uh, now, Joe, would you get Eddie Brannick out here, please? Thanks an awful lot, Sid Gordon. As the fans outside are still clamoring, yes. we want Willie, and they refuse to leave. A fellow that, uh, see, Eddie, you can see over there on the monitor. See how the people are lined up outside, and now... Wow. We're going to be on the screen right here. Wow. I know a fellow, ladies and gentlemen, I said on the air the other day that uh, a lot of his friends would be at the Banshee lunch, but the hall wouldn't be big enough to hold all of his friends because he has at least a million of them. And that is Eddie Brannick, whose entire life has been uh, spent with the New York Giant organization. 52 years now, isn't 52 it? 52 years this year, Russ. That's well, bless right. your heart, I imagine you are feeling a little lower than anybody else about the yes. photograph. well... Anything that the Stoneham family or Horace Stoneham or the name Stoneham does is all right with me. Well, I know how you I feel I go all the way that. through. I know he's a baseball man and he knows what he's doing. And I'll say this. In all my 52 years, I wouldn't want to be associated with anyone in baseball, rather than Horace Stone. Well, bless your heart. I know that, Ed. And also this. I know that you number uh, your friends among all races, religions, creeds, colors, etc. But uh, also knowing that you're an Irishman, they got some great Irishmen in San Francisco. So too. they tell me. <laughs> I don't know that famous expression of Perry Como's great song. 
Que sera. Que sera. What que will sera. be, will be. What will be, will be. Well, we'll try to take San Francisco away. Yes, sir. Thank and you, Eddie Braddock. I know we're going to do the best to give them a good team and have them rooting as they should for a winning team. Eddie, thanks a lot. It's great to have you in as our final interviewee on the day. This really makes the uh, program complete. Well, Russ, I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you very much okay. to Ed Brannick. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you can see the folks out there uh, storming the clubhouse. So what we would like to do is to give you a final view also of the grandstands, which are now deserted with all of the fans here today grouped around. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Polo Grounds, historic in baseball memory, where the New York Giants played for 46 years to so, so many friends, to so many fans, with Matheson and Terry, Mel Ott, Willie Mays, Leo DeRocher, and many others. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Polo Grounds. The tumult and the shouting may die. The captains and the kings may depart. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. We're now back up here in the booth with the crowd just absolutely refusing to leave the polo grounds. There's thousands of them banked out by center field and They've literally torn the place to pieces. Home plate has been dug up. Both the warm-up plates have been dug up. They've pulled off the green trimming around. Anything that can be taken home as a souvenir of this ballpark. And it's just about time for us to wind things up. I would like to say in closing, it's been both a pleasure and a privilege to have been associated with two wonderful sponsors like Knickerbocker and Pell-Mell. Hope you'll remember during the winter months that Pell-Mell is the cigarette that gives you satisfying flavor. So friendly to your taste. Friendly to your taste because Pell-Mell's greater length filters the smoke but does not filter out the Pell-Mell flavor. So buy Pell-Mell famous cigarettes, outstanding and they are mild. A product of the American Tobacco Company. Tobacco is our middle name. And of course, when you've been through a tough ball game or any other kind of a game for that matter, do like this. Just remember to make with the opener. Tilt the bottle over a glass and have a nick. You feel refreshed. Yep, there's nothing that will satisfy your beer thirst like a tall, cold one of nick. Crisp, fresh Knickerbocker, New York's famous beer. Well, it's all over and tucked away in the memory books for all time as far as the now San Francisco Giants are concerned as they head for the West Coast in 1958. Again, I'd like to thank everybody for the wonderful reception given me when I moved across the river from Yankee Stadium to the Polo Grounds. Many of you wrote letters happy that I was back on the New York scene, and it was deeply appreciated. And hope to be seeing a lot of you during the winter months. If you do happen to run into each other, hope you'll say hello. And now, on behalf of Lou Weber, rounding out his 11th year here in the giant broadcasting booth, Jack Schwartz. For Russ Hodges and Bob Delaney, two of the finest guys anybody could ever work with, this is Jim Woods saying goodbye and God bless you. That wraps up another 
a ball game with the New York Giants, brought to you by Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes and Knickerbocker, New York's famous beer, on behalf of the thousands of Knickerbocker dealers everywhere. 